0: This is the NH Experience. NH experience.
1: Wake your goat mouth ass up. Ladies and gentlemen, I don't know what this is coming down
2: through the audience. <laughs> you know what you, know what you know what Thank you, because cause now! College
0: <laughs> well, football on the West Coast and here in L.A. is a lot of thrill, All right, I And mean, the people that were in that stadium tonight, uh, whether you were UCLA fan or a UCLA fan, a fan uh, I mean,
3: they won't forget nights
0: like that when a That's how it's got to be every week. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you may be on this planet. Hope everybody had a great weekend and a great start to the brand new week. Lots to talk about on this episode. I know, yes, the best 60 minutes of your week, it starts right now. And yes, hopefully we keep your excitement as well on this show. Myself, the voice of radio, the face for TV, Nick Hamilton, the loud mouth is back alongside the first lady of the show from the red carpet to the radio, Ari Rose, and of course the producer extraordinaire, Jake Warner, who's battling this week. He is on injury, he, he was almost on injury reserve, but we got him up in the
2: house. What's going on, y'all? What's well, good with it?
4: Jake, your voice is
2: so deep. You know, I got that Barry White thing going on, man. You, you know, that Lou tra- Ross. Might attract oh, some you know, women on this. I'll never find. Like- <laughs> A hairline like mine. <laughs> oh, what? Because I'm bald? What's up with that? Damn. <laughs> that- Nick-, <laughs> Nick coming out guns a-blazing already. Damn.
4: Right. <laughs> Nick comes no.
2: Boom. <laughs> man, I should have stayed in bed for this. How y'all doing? Right. Uh, how was y'all's weekend? Good. That was good. It was great. Feeling good. Feeling great. How are you? Yes.
4: Everything is good. Everything's good, guys. I went uh last week to uh the Wednesday premiere for Netflix. Uh, Tim nice. Burton's new show. Uh, It's a spinoff of The Adams Family. It's so good. It comes oh, out this week. So you guys need to good. check it out. It's a really, really great show.
2: Well, I saw the selfie with Tim Burton on your Instagram oh account. God. I was like, yo, the that's self- ill
4: i don't know if it was a selfie it was like selfie slash photo bomb like (laughs) i was trying to do a photo of like the entire backdrop because it was one of the biggest red carpets i've seen in hollywood that i've attended right i mean it went for like miles it was insane and then um so i'm looking at it and then i start seeing like tim burton kind of running this way (laughs) i see him and i'm like is that Tim Burton? And then I turned back, and then he looks, and he just literally jumped in and smiled and did a peace sign. And I clicked. <laughs> and I was like, "What the hell?" Like I just got a picture with Tim Burton. This is insane. That's, that's amazing. That's
2: dope. That's dope. Yeah, right
4: place at the right time. <clears throat>
2: but, See, uh, yes, indeed. See, yeah, check out the
4: show, guys. You're really gonna enjoy it.
2: Yeah,
0: I'm looking forward to watching that. Um, you know, I was in the mix like '86 all weekend long, especially because the college football playoff picture is starting to get even more blurry and even cloudier when it comes to who's going to make it into the top four.
5: If it's going on in the world of sports and entertainment, you know Nick Hamilton is going to speak on it. It's time to get it popping.
0: Of course, over the weekend, the biggest game, the nasty televised game between USC and UCLA took mm. place at the Rose Bowl, which to me was one of the most, now that is one of the most epic college football games I have been a part of in a very long time. Just simply because just what was on the line 2 two quarterbacks battling out crosstown rivalry and also too on a national stage two black quarterbacks facing one another and, and pretty much leaving it all out on the field. I mean, Caleb Williams had 502 yards of offense. DTR Dorian Thompson Robinson for UCLA left it all out on the field through a crucial pick in the final moments of the fourth quarter. Where USC's defense recovered and pretty much held on for a 48 45 victory, uh, which pretty much helped USC continue not only getting into the Pac 12 championship, but also their college football playoff hopes because South Carolina gave a professional ass whooping to number five Tennessee over the weekend and dropped 63 on Tennessee Mm. on the road, um, which was, which obviously that was a gift to USC as well. Uh, Georgia, Ohio State, Michigan and TCU all survived over the weekend, uh, which kept their college football playoff hopes alive. But this to me, if you remember Jake and Ari, this has got to be the most ridiculous, the most unclear college football season we have seen in a very long time. We don't know who's going to be in the college football playoff with four spots. One can leapfrog the other. Obviously in the AP poll, in the recent AP poll of the weekend, obviously Georgia remains number one. Ohio state is number two. Michigan is number three. Uh, TCU is number four. USC jumps up to number five. Mm. So they're knocking on the door of the college football playoff. LSU slides to six. Um, Clemson goes to seven. Tennessee drops to nine. And Oregon who beat Utah over the weekend. Uh, goes to number 10, which I don't understand how Oregon does not leapfrog Tennessee, even though Tennessee got their ass kicked uh, like they stole something. And to me, now you have USC who has two games. So if USC wins out against Notre Dame and wins the Pac-12 championship, whoever they decide to face in the Pac-12 championship, they have an opportunity. Now, the crucial part is that this weekend, Ohio State and Michigan play. And Ohio State, if they win, can cancel out Michigan, which is ironic because they still have the Big Ten championship to play in. Georgia is more than likely going to win their rivalry match and going to go ahead and face LSU in the SEC championship, which knocks, and if they're able to knock off LSU. The key phrase is, if Michigan loses, do you allow a, a a lost Michigan team in over a one-loss USC team?
2: That is the question. See, this is why they designed the playoff picture for, for this reason. It brings excitement. Nobody's talked about college football like this in the last five, six years. It's very exciting this year. You know, it, USC deserves to be in the top four if they win out. You know, this the, the only thing I don't like about college football is – The Riders can show favoritism, and the Pac-12 always gets screwed because their games are on later, the East Coast, and and the people down south on the Eastern time zone, they don't get to watch these West Coast teams play. So it'll be very interesting, but I do believe, and not because I like SC, but I do believe SC, as good as they've been this year, and if they continue to play solid, they definitely deserve a top-four spot. Who are
4: you going for? Who's your favorite team, Nick and Jake?
2: I love SC, you know. I know Nick's not a fan. You know, he just covers the game. I'm a guy that goes to the games and loses his voice. But I'll say this. I think SC, I'm an SC guy, so I'm pulling for them all the way. You know, I'm SoCal native. And all my favorite football players have gone to SC. I got accepted but couldn't afford to go to SC. So... (laughs) So y'all, yeah, see through it. <laughs> through.
0: <laughs> It'd be interesting to see what happens because when you look at, I mean, the the great thing about SC's final games are that they're on in prime time. Like yeah. the last two games are going to be obviously UCLA USC game was on in prime time on Fox this coming Saturday when they play Notre Dame at the Coliseum. That's a four thirty PM game, which is seven thirty on the East Coast, still a prime time game. And then the Pac twelve championship, which is on a Friday night, which is also going to be uh, in the Pac and on a. Uh, Prime Time game, so the writers can actually see USC yes. in this full flame and glory. uh Caleb Williams is a real deal. If Caleb Williams ends up winning the next two games and continues to have four to five hundred yards of offense, you definitely have to put him in the Heisman Trophy conversation. Absolutely. Now, I'm not saying he should win it. I think CJ Stroud has been in his bag all year. I think CJ Stroud wins the Heisman Trophy but i definitely think you have to give kayla williams so definitely some strong consideration especially what he's been able to go through and deal with especially with that future defense who didn't really basically didn't show up until the last minute and a half Mm -hmm. two minutes of that fourth quarter against ucla um and which was very very surprising because i thought it was over i'm on the sidelines i thought it was over Once Caleb williams got sacked late in the fourth i said okay ucla is going to take over and they're going to win in the final moments of the game It's going to spoil usc's chances but to me Georgia, if they slide into the fourth spot, it would probably be Georgia, Ohio State. If TCU can win on that, TCU plays Iowa State this week, this coming weekend, which Iowa State is no pushover. I know what their record states, but they're not what their record states. Iowa State is going to play very, very hard. Um, And it it wouldn't surprise me if TCU slipped up and lost. TCU barely won against Baylor if it wasn't for a game-winning last-second field goal. Yep. Absolutely. So I'm not convinced that you that TCU is the right choice, and to me, I would put in a one loss USC team over a possible undefeated or even one loss TCU team. There's no way in hell you could convince me otherwise. And this gonna, I mean, the next two weeks is gonna very is gonna be very very blurry, but it's gonna be like Jake said, a very interesting time uh, for college football. And I'm Absolutely. definitely looking forward to it, nonetheless. Uh, the American Music Awards uh were held on sunday at staples center or crypto whatever the hell they call it these days (laughs) uh in downtown los angeles and it was interesting because obviously we know you know pink had a great performance we saw some other performers but chris brown was a notable performer that was not allowed to be at the amas he was not allowed to perform and his performance was actually going to give props and give honor to his past heroes like michael jackson like Prince, um, and here's if you you got the clip, Jake, yes, where uh, Kelly Rowling pretty much chin checked uh, the
2: AMAs. Yep, here it is.
4: Now Chris Brown is not here tonight, so I'm accepting this award on his behalf. Excuse me, chat, chill out. But I want to tell Chris, thank you so much for making great R&B music. And I want to tell him, thank you for being an incredible performer. I'll take this award, bring it to you. I love you, congratulations. And congratulations to all the nominees in this category. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Kelly Rowland is gangster. I love Kelly Rowland for that. She you know? said, look, I, 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 hold it. I got something to say. <laughs> remember Andre back in 95, the source of words, all I know is the South got something to say, that's all I know. That's pretty much what Kelly Rowley was trying to say. And she basically represented for Chris Brown. She gave him his flowers publicly on national television, which I love to see. I thought she did a phenomenal job. Um, And Chris Brown, say what you want about Chris Brown. He is arguably one of the greatest performers, one of the greatest artists we've seen in our time and space. Um, I obviously you could throw out Michael Jackson as I mentioned earlier, you could throw out Prince, obviously Janet Jackson, Usher, uh but to me Chris Brown has definitely held the flag and pretty much you know made his name synonymous with greatness. Absolutely. Did you see
4: the video of on Chris Brown of his performance that he was supposed to perform at yes.
2: Aim? Yeah. yeah. I saw it. You I know, saw it.
4: Like how why did they not let him perform? That's what I want to know.
2: They still haven't said why. They still haven't said why. Um, somebody I, I, I would give credit to that I normally wouldn't, um, The Game went on his Instagram yes. and defended Chris Brown as well and called out all black entertainers and performers yep. and saying they should have banned the AMAs. Now, I thought, I thought that was pretty cool that he did that. you know. And, and, and the fact that the AMAs never came out and publicly said why they canceled him, we can only speculate, and it's probably from the stuff he's done in the past with Rihanna and whatnot, you know, and some of the things that come up with his name and what he's yeah. synonymous with. But if you're going to cancel somebody like that, of a big name has a big following and had a huge tribute planned, you need to come out with a reason. That's ridiculous, okay? And, and the fact that AMAs didn't do that is, is, is just a shame. It's,
4: I, sorry, I was just going to say, I saw the video because I thought maybe it was something controversial, something that you know, was going to be too much for the AMAs. Right. And I thought that tribute, like you said, Nick, I thought it was phenomenal. Yeah. I thought it was amazing. He nailed it. I think Chris Brown is undoubtedly one of the best uh, performers of our time. Yep. Um, And I feel like he has definitely earned his way back. You know, he's, yeah. put. you know, he's, he's been out of the game for long enough. He's, you know, we see other people that do messed up stuff and then they're, they get their hand slapped like he's been you know struggling trying to come back rightfully in the game and i feel like it was really messed up i didn't see nothing wrong with the performance um and i would like to hear from the a- amas like yep. why was he blacklisted blackballed whatever not allowed to perform
0: and i think a lot of people go off of information that they don't fully have and yes. really but pretty much vilify chris brown when it came to that Rihanna incident, I'll oh, just yeah. leave it at that because I don't think everybody will we all think happened may not be the case wholeheartedly. And he was vilified for it and never truly got to tell his side of the story because everybody rushed to judgment, which we all did. Sure. Rush to judge. Anytime you hear about domestic violence of any kind, uh, especially against a woman, you're going to go hear the woman's side out way before you hear the man's side of it, whether whose fault it was or not. That's just how society is, unfortunately. Um, And he never fully got a chance to tell his side of the story. Maybe one day, maybe in a documentary, maybe in a book, he'll be able to reveal his side of what truly happened in that incident. Because none of us know what happened except those two people who were in that vehicle at that moment. Um, and, And like I said, everybody rushed to judgment. But you may be surprised on what really transpired in that situation at that moment. You may, not, you may have to take a second look at Rihanna and not such a hard look at Chris Brown.
2: I'm with it. I'm with it. I, I, and I've said that from day one. And I, I've pissed off a lot of people saying that my damn self when it happened. I said it on the air when we talked about it on the radio station I worked at at the time. And they told me, you can't talk about it no more. Because we don't want to risk yeah. not getting Rihanna on the air. I'm like, when did she come on our show? Never. So I'm gonna talk about it. <laughs> so yeah, there's always you know, and three I, sides to every story. We all know that. Yeah, and I love Rihanna. I think so she's a talented
0: artist. Her. It's unfortunate what transpired between those two. Um, I think Rihanna's a, an incredible businesswoman. I mean, she's a she's a multi-billionaire. Yeah, what tough, she's babe. done with with, with Savage Fenty, mm-hmm. Fenty, and 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 everything like that, and all the other accolades that she's done, especially with the Wakanda Forever soundtrack, her coming out of re- semi-retirement seemed like yeah. uh, to give that soundtrack and that movie a boost as well. Um, but like I said, it was, it was just totally horrific. Um, and I'm tired of entertainers talking about, oh, everybody should, you know, not talking about the game. Cause I think what game said was absolutely accurate yeah, he as was as the artists that. doing it. Right. But when you have people like Jermaine Dupree ca- calling out to the fans, it's like, what the hell are y'all gonna fans are going to do? Are you yeah. going to, you yeah. got more power than we could ever have. Right. <laughs> what are you going to do as far as trying to quote unquote, save RB or save black culture? or the culture of music in general what are you going to do what are your dollars and what are your connections going to do in order to stop this foolishness because they i guarantee you the amas would not have done that to a latin artist they wouldn't have done that done that to a jewish artist they wouldn't have done that to an lgbtq artist they would not have done that to an asian artist they would have because those communities wouldn't have stood for it they would have banded together and said we're not standing for this we as a community have to learn how to stand together and not worry about accolades from outside all the time.
4: Well, let let me tell you something. Last week with the Latin Grammy Awards, Bad Bunny was up for album of the year and Rosalia won it. Rosalia is not even Latin. Mm. She is Spaniard. She is from Spain. Mm. She is not from Latin America. So how's that for being fucked up?
2: <laughs> <laughs> and once again, Nick has left the room. <laughs> But see, it, yeah, it, yeah, awards, sure award shows in general, man, That it, it's all politics. the good old boy. Politics. Yeah, it's politics. okay? Politics. <laughs> <laughs> it's always something with these damn award shows, you know? And I'll be honest, if we're going to just dive into it, I think the AMAs did this on purpose so people would watch. They wanted the wow. attention. Because who's checking for the AMAs lately? Years. It's been years. Last time Nobody. I even- Last time I even cared about the AMAs was when I was a star sitter in 1993. Right? The only reason why them. I knew is because I work at Staples Center every night and I had to park in a different parking lot. So, <laughs> and I'm that serious about that. I didn't even. Know. I was like,
4: not I was like, Jake Warner the Extraordinaire
5: walk. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on.
0: My my son walks. <laughs> <laughs> Unfortunately, we uh, have some tragic news to report as well. Um, as far as this this story has been an ongoing story uh for quite some time um Shaquille, shaquilla Washington, uh robinson excuse me mm. uh the young lady who uh we found out was uh killed in mexico uh at first they said it was alcohol poisoning but thank god her mother and father persevered and really got down to the root of the story hired a private investigator um obviously being in mexico and r- found out that she was no allegedly she was beaten to death, um, by some so-called friends that she traveled with from Charlotte, North Carolina, down to Mexico, uh, for a birthday party. And to me, these are your alleged friends. And I know some of you may have saw the the really sad, uh, and cowardly video. And I say cowardly because you had a dude that was actually recording the video and encouraging these two young ladies to fight. Uh, and Miss Robinson would not fight back um, And if you saw in the video and, and, and the dude that was on the camera on the other side of the camera was encouraging, her damn You're not gonna even fight back. Well, damn You're not gonna have balls enough to stand in between them and say right. hey, okay enough is enough um, And not do anything as a man as a male Like mm-hmm. what the hell is wrong with you? Mm-hmm. You're gonna sit there and record it for five minutes of fame which now hopefully will cost you uh, some time in the penitentiary because you allowed this this to go on and god knows what happened when the cameras weren't recording which caused her blunt force trauma uh and allowed her to unfortunately lose her life and in another country and these were her so-called friends that's why i tell people all the time watch the watch the company you keep
4: and then to leave her there yeah and come back and act like nothing mm-hmm. I I don't know. I saw the video, Nick, and it's one of those things where um, I would say about two years ago before, like, Black Lives Matter, the whole movement and all of this, um, you know, these tragedies just started coming at us full force very fast. I used to be the person that didn't watch these videos because I didn't want to see it. And I realized that I had to force myself to watch these videos as sad as they are to feel that pain and to ignite anger and to... And especially us that have um, a platform to speak on it and to shine light on it and to spread awareness on the, on the conversations and to start these conversations. Um, and so I watched the video and it was so tragic. And um, as a mother and having a daughter, it, it's, it's, it's devastating. It's sickening. Um praying for the family. And I really hope all these fucking stupid kids run in jail.
2: All of them.
0: Yeah. Same here. All of them. I mean, uh, I, it- um, first of all, thoughts, thoughts and condolences and prayers out to the families as well. Uh, Mexican prosecutors have opened up an investigation, uh, so hopefully the family can get some type of, of information and some closure uh, as it pertains to what happened to their daughter uh, in Mexico. And hopefully all those who either aided and abetted or actually did the actual crime itself will all face time and hard time in jail uh, as a result of this young lady losing her life. Uh, we'll keep you posted as the story continues to unfold and develop. Coming up on the other side of the break, we have a very special guest, as well as we'll get into some other topics that are going on in the week. You're checking out the NH experience here on Sirius XM, Slam Radio 145. Keep it locked. Yo, what's up? This is Tua Tungle by Lohan. Yo, Sway
2: Callaway. This is Spice Adams. This is Michael the Playmaker Everyone. What's up? This is Grok, and you're listening to Slam, Slam Radio, Radio. Serious XM. Yeah.
3: There are everyday actions to help prevent the spread of respiratory diseases. Wash your hands. Avoid close contact with people who are sick. Avoid touching your eyes, nose, and mouth. Stay home when you are sick. Cover your cough or sneeze
5: Reach out to someone, connect with your friends, stay in touch with your community, and know that you are not alone. Learn more at wearebroadcasters.com slash hope. Furnished by the National Association of Broadcasters and this station.
1: I'm constantly failing, guys. I'm constantly learning. It's not how you fall, it's how you get back up. There's no losing, only learning. There's no failure, only opportunities. And there's no problems, only solutions.
4: on behalf of all of us here at Slam Radio, we would like to thank you, Pitbull, for making this dream become a reality. Slam Radio, what's up? From Enrique Santos, one I Heart Latino. It's
5: when I have bounce,
1: what,
0: Welcome back to the NH Experience here on SiriusXM Slam Radio 145. Make sure you check me out on Instagram at Nick Hamilton LA. We have a very special guest. He is the Los Angeles City Councilman of the Eighth District. He is the one and only Marquise Harris Dawson. Good morning. Good afternoon. Good evening, sir. How are you?
6: There it is. I'm doing well, thanks. How are you?
0: I'm doing great. Thank you for coming on. I know you've been busy as of late. Uh, Los Angeles uh, has recently issued in a new mayor, uh, the first black woman mayor uh, of Los Angeles in in Karen Bass. She's only the second black mayor uh, after Tom Bradley, uh, who became uh, the mayor uh, many, many years ago. Uh, I want to talk to you about just being able to work with the new mayor. Obviously, she has some plans that she wanted to institute after defeating uh, Rick Caruso. And uh, a very uh, highly contested mayoral race uh, in the city. But what are some of the uh, things that you want to see uh, her bring to fruition as far as not just with the city, but also in your district, which is the 8th district as well?
6: Well, you know, I think the great thing about Karen is her ability to marshal the resources, to get everybody involved, get everybody to the table, like get this housing built, get people off the street, get people drug treatment, get people jobs, get people whatever they need so that we don't have our neighbors living on the street from one end of the city to the other. I think that's, you know, job number one, two and three. And that's what I'm most looking forward to working with with uh, Mayor Bass on. Obviously, with Mayor Bass, too, there's one thing that a, a lot of uh, uh, constituents,
0: whether in your district or many uh, Angelenos in, in in the city, especially from the black community, um, those who have uh, black businesses Uh, And other minority owned businesses, as far as bringing the economic value, as far as being able to have access to capital, which is one of the growing problems that we face uh, as business owners. Uh, What do you say to that, sir? And what are some of the steps that you're taking uh, to help ensure that as far as we get the access to capital, get the capital to continue to sustain uh, the businesses to be able to keep the city uh, growing and on on an up and up scale?
6: Well, you know, I think the the economic challenge and the extent to which our community is locked out of the regular capital markets, you know, it's so frustrating. You see someone come up with some silly kind of app and suddenly they've raised $15 million uh, in Silicon Valley. And two months later, you know, that app is dead and that person moves on to the next thing. And we have real legitimate businesses that have been profitable for years and we have trouble getting a basic loan. And so We have to continue to fight at the state and federal level to make sure the rules are fair for everyone and they don't discriminate against you just because of where you're doing business or what your background is Uh, but the second thing is the government also has a good amount of capital so you know if you are a sound guy and you got a sound company the government should be giving you some of those contracts to do sound for government events um and that may be how you get your start and you get all the equipment you need and you make the relationships you need so i think on both fronts one we can have a lot of direct impact on the other one we have less direct impact but i think when we're all rowing together we can make progress
0: now unfortunately recently we heard the uh comments of some uh council members that were heard on audio uh, as far as making racist and homophobic remarks uh one of the individuals has since resigned from her position uh, but the other two remain on board. Um, obviously, this really had a devastating effect on the city as far as the communities are concerned, from the black community as well as the Latino community. How are we able to, or what are some of the steps that the council and the mayor, as far as Mayor Bass is concerned as well, being able to bridge those gaps and continue to, to have healing and unity amongst the black and brown communities in Los Angeles?
6: Well, the first thing I think is, you know, Kevin DeLeon uh, has got to resign. Uh, Nuri Martinez has resigned. Ron Herrera has resigned. Uh, the voters kicked Gil Cedillo out of the council. So all three of those folks are effectively gone. Uh, but Kevin DeLeon's kind of hanging around and uh, he keeps making matters worse by inserting himself into uh, the process where the city is really trying to heal and move on. One of the great things about this whole fiasco with the tape is the way the Latino community you know, really came up and said, no, this is not, we're not about this. These are not, these, these comments don't represent us, you know, they should resign and all of that. And so that you're seeing unprecedented unity, but as long as he's there, he's like the fly in the ointment. And so we got to make being an elected official as uncomfortable as possible for him and make sure he knows and his constituents knows uh, that anti-blackness is not welcome in the city of Los Angeles, no matter whether you want an election or not. Now, what, what can Angelinos do? Because when I went out there the day of when everybody
0: was protesting, I happened to be out on the street and I saw a lot of black uh, community leaders, I saw a lot of Latino community leaders, obviously people from the Asian American communities as well, uh, were obviously in solidarity, which was really, to me, a really a great sign. What can the constituents and the citizens do of Los Angeles to ensure that Kevin De DeLeon uh, put pressure on him to get him out of the paint, as it were, and to get him out of city council and city government?
6: Well, there will be a recall uh, of uh, Kevin DeLeon. If you know anybody who lives in the 14th district, you know, downtown Eagle Rock, um, uh, Montecito Heights, Highland Park, uh, Lincoln Heights, Boyle Heights, get them to sign the petition. Uh, 21,000 signatures it takes to get it on the ballot. Once it gets on the ballot, I think he'll be recalled easily. But we got to get that important step done.
0: And also, Stu, I, I think people have to remember this, too. There's the Angel uh, Angel Project uh, City Project that's going on in downtown Los Angeles. And I, I recently spoke with Don Peoples, who's one of uh, the not only the main investors, but uh, the company that he holds, along with his business partner, as far as building that project. And he was telling me he was emphatic and saying, no, we're not going to tolerate anti-black racism of any kind. We're not going to deal with Kevin DeLeon, who happens to, happens to be in his district. Uh, but he will deal with others uh in the city council have you spoken to with that gentleman at all or has anybody in the city council have
6: you know i've spoken with mr peoples and i was uh, frankly shocked i I had no idea the way they were being treated uh by mr de leon and i'm the chairperson of the uh planning and land use committee so that project comes through my committee and i had kind of wondered you know why it was taking so long to get to us but you know big projects like that they always have some type of problem or another when Mr. When I talked to Mr. Peoples and he informed me that he had not as had as much of a meeting with Kevin DeLeon, I was floored. Tell you why that's important. Since the time uh, Kevin DeLeon has been the council member, three major high-rise developments have been approved, all of them by white developers. He's worked with them. He's walked them through the process. He's advocated for them on council and their projects got entitled and they're now underway. One of them is really famous. It's the old LA Times headquarters. Downtown. So this idea that he puts out that like, oh, he was trying to work out the affordable housing as a part of it. None of the other projects that he's approved has as much affordable housing as Mr. Peoples' project. Um, so it's pretty clear to me what's happening, um, you know, no matter what type of spin Mr. DeLeon tries to put on it.
0: Absolutely. Well, hopefully that project gets built because I know it's going to create not only a lot of revenue, but a lot of jobs for those in the city, construction right. as well as retail and other jobs. Uh, and I, I know speaking with, with with Don Peoples, I know he's very adamant about getting the project done, which is a, a, a really positive sign, mm-hmm. uh, despite all the chaos that has ensued mm-hmm. uh, with everything that's going on. Now, you being a, a native of, of L.A., South Central L.A., the pride of Morehouse College, HBCU, um you had an opportunity to work with the late great Nipsey Hussle. Uh, we recently saw there were some excerpts from a documentary that's going to be coming out relatively soon that's executive produced by Maverick Carter and LeBron James about the life and times of Nipsey Hussle. Um, and you're also involved with the Destination Crenshaw Project as well. Uh, just talk to me, in, in knowing that, the things that you knew about uh, Nipsey and working closely with him at, at, at particular points in times, now that we're in 2022 going into 2023, if Nipsey Hussle was around today, what would you think he would say about what's going on in his community and in the district as well?
6: Well, you know, I think Nipsey, if he were around today, he would be out front. He would be highlighting the cooperation between African-Americans and Latinos, certainly in his company, the Marathon Company. You know, as, as you know, some of the main principals are, are Latino folks from the neighborhood pointing out how we live side by side, pointing out that we're the example and they're the exception. Um, and I think that that's really what we all have to do uh and you know i think one of the great there are a lot of great things about nip but one of the great things about nip is he didn't get caught up in the controversies or the you know the art the side arguments he was always pressing towards progress and so i think that's what he would be doing now and you know he would be saying we got to keep it moving um and you know this is not acceptable but you know stuff happens let's keep moving when you look at what
0: nipsey this the young man that he was and just the visionary that he was and 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 um, everything that we we learned about later on as far as him building computers at a young age, I mean, and then him being a, a instrumental in trying to create a STEM program uh, in the city and, and working with you as well. Are there any plans to continue some of those
6: operations uh,
0: that he put in place before
6: his untimely passing? A lot of those operations are still going. They actually never stopped. Uh, one of the great things about Nipsey was he understood his role as a public figure to inspire and create space for people who could do the day-to-day work, um, and so those prog- prog- programs are going on and on and on. And he did he wasn't the type of person where he had to be doing everything himself. Uh, and so those projects are are happening; they're happening uh, at a very, very good rate. Destination Crenshaw is rolling along. You know, we'll do Nipsey Hustle, um, uh, Nipsey Hustle Park at Slauson and Crenshaw. So that'll be exciting. That'll be kind of a tribute to Nip. Um, And we just announced that there'll be Sola Tech on Crenshaw Boulevard, which is a tech center, which it'll be a gaming center, a computer programming center, as well as a music studio that Live Nation and others help uh, sponsor, where folks in the neighborhood can come right in, learn Mm -hmm. how to use the equipment, learn how to program and create their own art. Yeah, as I drive down Crenshaw, I man, I'm seeing the the, the,
0: the construction of, of Destination Crenshaw. I'm definitely excited to see when it comes to full fruition. But the first project, obviously, was getting the, the K line, which is the LAX Crenshaw yep. line, yep. down Crenshaw to go to these, these various places, which I think is absolutely incredible. Um, but you being a native Angelino, I know you a sports fan. So, of course, Councilman Harris-Dawson, I could not let you get on this show without getting your perspective on – now, the Lakers seem like they're, they're trying to – find their way, tread water. Obviously, the Clippers are doing what they're doing. Um, What are your thoughts on just the Lakers and the Clippers uh, so far, obviously being early in the season?
6: Well, look, I, you know, I I can't tell you that I follow the Clippers uh, much, Uh, you know, big fan of Kawhi and Paul George because they're homeboys. Uh, But, you know, don't follow the Clippers as much as I follow the Lakers. And, you know, the Lakers story is a very fascinating one. It's I think uh, Russell Westbrook is a, you know, is a work in progress and a work of art. Uh, He's a person that steps up for the community. So as an elected official, I see Russell out in the community as much or more than anybody. Mm -hmm. Uh, He was there, you know, on a lot of the projects we worked on with NIP as a matter of fact. But to watch how he's, you know, taken the role, he's willing to come off the bench, he's flourishing uh, coming off the bench and the team is finding a way to put together victories. Uh, I think it's a very, very good story. So to me, it's one of the most exciting stories in the NBA. Now, we just came off a of Super Bowl, obviously not
0: just with th- them being at SoFi and, and, and the fan base is coming, but also, too, the Rams winning in Los Angeles, uh, winning a Super Bowl, second trip to the Super Bowl since returning to Los Angeles. This season, not so much. It's not not so much to be wave. I don't see as many Ram flags going down the street. Well, uh, I think you-
6: like, look, I'm a bit older than you, so I was growing up when the Rams left LA. So, you know, they got to put up a few more championships before <laughs> I'll be a true believer. Every time I've been to SoFi, there were more fans there for the other team than there were for the Rams, including in the year that they won the Super Bowl. And so, you know, that they're tanking this year doesn't hit me so hard because <laughs> uh, uh, I feel like they got a lot of stripes to earn. I mean, this this to me is a Laker in a Dodger town. You know the Laker, Lakers and Dodgers have, have put up victories, put up championships. I think the Rams got a ways to go. As, uh, and also there's a
0: team near your area, uh, obviously in the ninth as well, in the ninth district, shared by uh councilman Current price. Right. The USC Trojans. Yes, seem like the, the, now are, are you are you taking them to go to go all the way to the national championship? I'm
6: excited about the Trojans. I don't know, you know, I haven't been able to uh you know, with the tapes and all this, not and the election. I haven't been able to catch any games, so I don't know how the teams in the big 10 and the Southeast are doing. Um, Cause you know, Alabama and those folks in LSU mm-hmm. and, and uh, you know, the big 10 sort of the central uh, the, the Midwestern teams, I haven't seen how good they are or are not. Uh, but USC looks, looks awfully well. It's funny the The one game that I saw, uh, they lost the game they lost. And then I was at a game uh, that they dominated Um Pretty resoundingly, so I'm excited about it. Yeah, especially with the national championship being at SoFi Stadium in Los in Inglewood, in but
0: LA is especially with the convention center with everything that's going to go on. I'm yeah, sure that's going to be. Happen.
6: I mean, the good thing about USC is they seem like they're going to peak towards the end of the season, whereas UCLA seemed like they peaked maybe a couple weeks ago. A couple <laughs> of weeks ago. You know, like so it's you know they they don't you want to end the season with momentum, and USC is doing that. Sounds like you got a little bias towards uh, SC. You want to
0: throw up the fight on? Son? Well,
6: you know, look in football. You know, football. This is an SC town. In college basketball, it's UCLA. You know, it's it's. Uh, there's a division of labor in our major universities here. All right, the one and only again. Thank you so much,
0: Councilman. Marquise Harris Dawson make sure you guys go check out destination Crenshaw and support that movement as well if you're in the city of Los Angeles or if you're coming to Los Angeles as a tourist that is one destination along with La Park that you must check out thank Excellent. you so much sir have a great rest of your day we really appreciate thank you. you you'll be well coming up on the other side of the break a very famous fashion designer is in some hot water when it comes to their latest advertisement and oh yes a Disney Legend has returned. All that and more coming up on the other side of the break. You're checking out the NH experience here on Sirius XM, channel 145. Keep it
3: locked.
4: This is SiriusXM 145 Slam Radio.
3: There are everyday actions to help prevent the spread of respiratory diseases. Wash your hands. Avoid close contact with people who are sick. Avoid touching your eyes, nose, and mouth. Stay home when you are sick
5: but there is hope. Reach out to someone, connect with your friends, stay in touch with your community, and know that you are not alone. Learn more at wearebroadcasters.com hope. Furnished by the National Association of Broadcasters and this station.
1: I'm constantly failing, guys. I'm constantly learning. It's not how you fall, it's how you get back up. There's no losing, only learning. There's no failure, only opportunities.
4: On behalf of all of us here at Slam Radio, we would like to thank you, Pitbull, for making this dream become a reality. Slam Radio, what's up? From
5: Enrique
1: Santos,
0: 1-24-9, Welcome back to the NH Experience here on SiriusXM, Slam Radio 145. Make sure you check me out on IG, at Nick Hamilton, Elena, as well as my... My main guy, producer extraordinaire Jake Warner and Big Brother Jake on all social media platforms like to thank our special guest, Los Angeles City Councilman Marquise Harris Dawson for some insight and some good conversation and some places that you need to visit. If you're coming to the city of Los Angeles to get the whole full cultural experience, Uh, to hear the full audio of that interview, make sure you subscribe So all the streaming platforms as Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Spotify, Google Play, all for free, 99 Now, speaking of experiences, Jake, goodness gracious. Now, Balenciaga, we know that's a a very popular uh, clothing and fashion brand. We've seen people like Rick Ross, LeBron James, Kim Kardashian uh, wear their brand. But most recently... Uh, they've been under fire because of a scandal. Allow me, ladies and gentlemen, to learn you something real quick. <laughs> so Balenciaga has been under fire because they showcase in one of their ads two young girls holding stuffed animals dressed in what appears to be bondage gear oh. in an advertisement. Um, If you're not familiar with bondage gears, it's pretty much uh and or what, they, what do they call it now, Jake? Uh, BDSM yeah, retire? Yeah. Which, to me, is kind of sick. And I'm glad that some consumers found saw it and spoke out about it. Man. Uh, because you can't subject kids to that kind of stuff. No. I mean, if, if you're an adult and you're into that thing, that's your business, fine. But for young kids and the perception that that brings with it, is not a great look, it's just like what happened. I think it was with HM when they had the the, the, the young black kids with the whole monkey, uh, monkeys on the t shirt or yep. monkeys' costumes or whatever it was. Um, uh, you know, and how that I'm like, you know what that represents, you know what that means. There's certain things that you just know what it means, you don't have to say the actual word in order for you to be racist or be let it be subjective to something that's very negative and has no business being around children you know what it is <coughs> excuse me you know what it is there's no reason you have marketing directors you have advertising directors you have people in there that can advise you on what could potentially something could look like and not look like yep. and what to stay away from and uh, I saw one uh, tweet that said, "This is effing gross and infuriating. I tried my best to avoid what seems like conspiracies here on Twitter, but they intentionally included this child porn reference in their shoot end quote. Now it's was from a tweet um, that I came across regard, <clears throat> excuse me, regarding uh, this clothing brand and you know, is gonna have to definitely do better. Uh, with their marketing and what their their projections are as far as their advertising goes, because there's no place for this. They didn't even have to do this. They could have just had a stuffed animal with a little kid and say, "Hey, we got Balenciaga for kids."
2: Yeah, real simple. You know, nice and cute. Real simple. And that's the thing nowadays, man. Everybody's for sensationalism and, and all this madness that's going on, bro. I, as I'm looking at these photos, I feel disgusted. It starts with the parents that co-signed their kids to take the photo shoot. Who in their right mind is going to let a child take these photos?
0: But let me say this Jake because there's also another side to the coin. First of all, let me be clear for those that are listening. The kids are not dressed up in bondage no, gear. No, 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 no. They are holding they're holding teddy bears that are dressed up in bondage no, gear. It- now, here's here's the other side of it too. What if they dre- what if they were photoshopped what if these teddy bears were photoshopped? What if they took actual pictures with just the teddy bear and the Balenciaga gear and they and they later on photoshopped the bears in in the bondage gear well, now, that could be a possibility you know
2: too. I know with how things are run in Hollywood and advertising we've been in this business a long time so we know stuff like that could happen then the parents should have a lawsuit on their hands you know uh, you know allowing their kids to be exposed to stuff like this but it's companies like this and other of uh, these, you know, trendy companies that do some wild stuff just for clout. You know, chances are what's going to happen is, oh, you know, oversight on our part. We're sorry. They'll pull it off the shelves, and, and and their name is out there. This is free advertising. This, but this is not the way to go about this situation. This is disgusting, man. I I don't understand what who in the right mind in the marketing department. Or, or, or anywhere else co-sign this to be all right. I'm looking at these stuffed animals and it's, it's disgusting. This is, this, there's no place for this yeah,
0: I, I'm waiting for Balenciaga to come out with a statement because they were quick to come out with a statement as they should have when Kanye said those incendiary remarks about, uh, against Jewish people, yes, um, in the Jewish community. So I want them to have that same attitude and that same energy yep. about coming out with a statement against, against these children, because that is absolutely appalling um well we'll we'll keep you posted as i'm sure this story's gonna continue to develop and continue uh to have legs so what you got cooking in the kitchen man i smell something
2: man let me get my apron on let's go
5: it's always something to talk about let's check out the moment's brunch what's cooking this week guys
2: all right. Oh, man, this is something I knew you were happy about and something my daughter was extremely happy about because she's a Disney nut. Um, in a stunning announcement that was reported over the weekend, Bob Iger has returned to Disney as the CEO. Is this a good move? And what do you think the long-term effects could be? And this is not a good
0: move, man. This is an absolutely incredible, great move. <laughs> I am so happy that Bob Iger is returned. He is back in the Magic Kingdom. He is back with Disney. And this he, is, to me, has been one of the great CEOs that company has has, had, has been, had the privilege of having. He's had to do a lot of work behind Michael Eisner. If you read his autobiography, uh, which I encourage anybody to read it or listen to it uh, via audiobook. It is very incredible. It's inspiring. You see all the the ebbs and flows that he had to go through to put Disney really get Disney the way uh, back on the map, the way it should be. Right. Um, and Bob Iger is a guy that's very innovative. He's very uh, inspiring, and he's also creative enough to listen to the people that he has uh, around him. So it's going to take some time. I don't expect an overnight thing because he's got to get his people in from the previous regime uh, of the old of the other Bob. Um, that people pretty much Disney fans treated him like mm-hmm. NFL fans treat Roger Goodell, right. okay? <laughs> uh, but I, I'm looking. I'm, I'm. I'm. I understand your daughter's probably looking at the whole Disneyland and Walt Disney World experiences, it, 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 you know, increasing. But I personally, let me tell you something real quick. I personally am looking forward to the biggest W, which is more money and more opportunity for the MCU and Star Wars and <laughs> Disney Plus. That's what I'm looking forward to because Bob Iger is going to continue and Pixar, too. He's going to continue to to put money monies into those different areas where those films and those TV series are going to be even more incredible than what they already are. So I can't wait. Uh, The CGI department is going to go to mean, It's going to be off the hook. Yeah, I yeah. love Bob. Welcome back, Bob Iger. <laughs> Thank you for coming back.
2: You, you know, he he would always be courtside at Clipper games, and uh, the great Brian yeah. Seaman uh, of Valley Sports that does Clippers TV broadcasts. Um, he's a big Disney nut too, and uh, I was able to text my. Why him. we got to be
0: nuts, man? Why we got to be Disney nuts, All right,
2: man? Disney fanatics What's with the fanatics. What's with the, what's with the, what's with the slight, man? No, it's not a slight. Maybe I'm just saying. It Maybe it's my lacking for vernacular. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe it's that, all right? Maybe because I have a San Bernardino public school education. You think about that? Maybe it's that. No, I I didn't even
0: know y'all had schools out there. Oh, I I digress.
2: Wow. I digress. I said all that to say that he was very excited about this, too. So I know it's a big move, but damn. I guess I'll go out and milk those cows out in San Bernardino. (laughs) Anyway, moving on. But I wonder, real quick, I wonder. Because there was
0: talk about Jeff Bezos and him getting together as an ownership group to possibly buy the Phoenix Suns and Phoenix Mercury. Ooh. I wonder if that's still going through or it didn't go through, which influenced his decision to come back to Disney.
2: Oh, you know, I the wonder de- that. details would come out. You know that. And we mm-hmm. know enough people to find out without having to, you know, we'll, we'll just. And he we'll, might speak on it. Well, yeah, he's, he's not afraid to speak on anything. That's, that's why I think people like him too. So there's that. Um, In other news here on The Moment's Brunch, one of my favorites, because she's fine as hell, and I got to meet her at the clipper game, Sweetie recently dropped her new album. And of course, there is some controversy, as many fans came after her for what they believe is a diss to rapper Quavo of the Migos. Did she have a right to free speech about their former relationship, or was releasing the track in poor taste?
0: Well, people have to understand, a lot of these tracks sometimes get they get they get held for a while and you right. know this as well as I do oh, even though we in a, a microwave society where you can make a track in the, in the daytime and drop it at night yeah. um <laughs> you know she could have had a, a compiled uh, a compilation of songs because she was in a relationship obviously they didn't they didn't end on great terms between right. her and Quavo um and I think a lot of people are reacting because of the timing and an unfortunate passing of right. Takeoff which was very which was Quavo's nephew um you know, a family member and he's he's going through a grieving process, obviously. So I think a lot of people are more sympathetic to that. I think uh, it had to had take off had the takeoff incident not happened and the album came out. People wouldn't be as up in arms about it because right. of the nature of what transpired. Um, but you look, man, she has a right to say what she needs to say. I mean, it's her album. It's her where she was in the relationship. Yeah, um, I haven't heard the full song. I have to go back and listen to it. Right. But I mean, what did you expect here? You, you expect, I mean, she already came out on interviews and said she, anything she has to say about Cuevo or anything else people want to know about, she's going to speak on in her album. Right. She was shooting for him. You know, and, so and, and, what is she supposed to do?
2: And, and you and I both know that even though she's the artist, she doesn't have control what's released from the record company. Okay. So the record label probably jumped on this as, as a way to get some momentum to listen to the single they were like, we're going to drop this single. Yes, this, is ha- this happened. It's cop chasing at the highest level. And, you know, I don't blame Saweetie for, you know, releasing a song like that. She has every right to do so. You know, she feels she was hurt and slighted by the relationship. And all these other artists have that freedom. She should have the same freedom. It's just bad timing. To me, I always look over, you know, and behind the curtain. And I really think it's the record label saying, yeah, we're going to jump on this because, you know, with, with Takeoff's death, we we might be able to get some, some kind of momentum on this. But that's my two cents. But, my friend, I hope you're nice and full because that is the moment's brunch.
0: Thank you very much. And you do know Quavo will have a response Oh, of course points. he
2: will. He's not. He you will not you.
0: know blame he out. will. Of course. I, and I don't blame him. I, hey, you want to put our business out there? Yep. Cool. Well, within the I'm going right. to say my piece. Well, I'm going to say right. my piece. Absolutely. Like we said about earlier on in the show about Chris Brown and Rihanna. Yep. Unfortunately, Chris Brown never got to say his piece, but whoever gonna definitely say his piece. Oh, yeah, you can bet your bottom dollar <laughs> on that one No doubt <laughs> You can bet your bottom dollar on that one there, man um, So I, I will say this much um, You know changes come ebbs and flows ups and downs smiles and frowns and It's been very very interesting to see things and this year has been really, really weird. I, I, uh, the ca- I, the councilman made a good point. It's like, we're finally getting back outside, right? Yeah. We're finally starting to get into the new normal and the new normacy. I mean, I know uh, COVID is still, you know, has mutated into something, and we still got to be careful and protect ourselves and wear masks, what we need to wear masks. Right. But, you know, when you think about, L A or Southern California, just the nation itself. I mean, from twenty nineteen all the way to like twenty, the beginning of twenty twenty two. I mean, we really been we were dealing with a lot of like toxicity and yes. like a lot of tragedy. Yes, I mean, we lost Nipsey Hussle in nineteen.
2: Ugh.
0: We lost the late great Kobe Bryant oh my God, in twenty twenty. I cried about then him the yesterday.
2: Pan-
0: <laughs> then the pandemic hit. Right. Yeah. Then. We started losing all these artists like Young Dolph and B Rock and yeah. all these other art, you know, Pop Smoke and all these other artists. Right. Mm-hmm. And then we couldn't really go outside. We had to be limited, you know, with the you, we watched we watched the NBA finals in a bubble. Yeah. We pretty much watched baseball in a semi bubble.
2: Yeah.
0: Um, you know concerned we couldn't really enjoy the award show because the war season had been flooded, so they had to be cramped together in one situation and been moved out of the city yeah. but I feel like now i I really i don't know about a lot of people that may be listening even you, but I kind of feel more hopeful man I mean I know we're near the end of the year I know it's about the, it's, it's thanksgiving this week but i'm really I'm really feeling like a little more hopeful and I'm really thankful for the opportunities that I've been afforded but and I've earned and worked for right. and yeah, we still got to fight as black media. We still have to fight as, as 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 minority media when we try to get things to get to these these events. But I really feel hopeful that things are, are this new normal is gonna bring forth some some much needed change, some more positivity, some more beauty beauty and some and some more peace. Um I, I I'm hoping uh that it will in the in the foreseeable future, man.
2: And, uh, you know, I, I, I'm with you. I, I, I've noticed a difference in the last six months. And you know me, even when everything was bad, I was still outside and, and, you know, still caught the vid, you know, but being outside. But I love the fact that things are slowly getting back to normal. You know, you go over the city of Los Angeles and you're seeing people starting to return, starting to see the tourists come back to Hollywood. You know, you're starting to see all of these amazing things. People back at the beach. You know, people are back outside, and, and you know, like you, I travel all over the country, and I've been all over this country in the last two years, everywhere, corner to corner, all four corners, and it's just nice to to see some normalcy come back, you know, especially in Los Angeles, man, because we live here, this is where we make our living, this is where we make our homes, and it's just a beautiful thing to see people back outside. I think you're gonna start seeing mindsets get back to normal because a lot of people are on edge, a lot of people have anxiety because they've been in the house, you know, they've been told don't go out here, don't touch this, you gotta wash your hands, which you should be doing anyways, you know, but stocking in my mind, it should be washing your hands. Nasty asses, people, wash your hands, wash your ass. But it's just a beautiful beautiful thing to see, you know, people outside again, man. (laughs)
0: absolutely well you know what this concludes our show for this week the yeah, best 60 ass. Minutes of your, yeah please do the best 60 minutes of your week has concluded a happy and safe thanksgiving and yes. turkey day to everyone listening we'll be back next week and and like I also like to thank our special guest councilman marquise harris dawson from the los angeles city council in the 8th district and all of you for listening as well if you miss any portion of this broadcast, make sure you download and subscribe to us on all streaming platforms. That's Google Play. That is iHeartRadio, SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts. All for free, 99. For my man, producer extraordinaire, engineer to the stars, Jake Warner. I'm yours truly. The voice of the radio, the face for TV, loudmouth himself, Nick Hamilton. Until next week, take care, stay sharp. We in the wind like paper planes, y'all.
4: The views and opinions expressed are entirely those of the host, guests, and callers and do not necessarily reflect the opinions of SLAM Radio.